All right, welcome back to the Midwest Flyways podcast, and we are back. I am your host, Cal Ness. I'm here with Joey Vasallo. Unbelievable. And Krabby Carter. What's up? And we would just want to say welcome to all the truers out there. We appreciated all the support that we got <laughs> with the true comments and the reviews. True. 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 <laughs> We'd love to see some more of those. So please leave us a review. And like we've been saying, when we get to 1,000 reviews, we'll do a big giveaway. Let me help you. Right. Help me to help you. Let me give you shit. Right. Now, will there be some... Roboducks, I don't know. Will there be some full bodies? I don't know. Will there be a trip possibly to hunt with us in a very cool location? Or Luke. will it in a location or a, a location? location? Now, will it be in my backyard? I don't know. Will Could it be? be in Mexico? Don't know. But you won't know unless you leave a review, and then we'll do a little uh, giveaway deal on our Instagram. So now is that multiple platform germination? Yes. Does it help the channel grow? <laughs> Yes. 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 Write it down. It's called marketing. Okay. Now, Carter, I really need you to stop being quabby and put on that fucking intro music. <laughs> I'm fired up now, man. I'm a bad, selfish person. All right. I'm fired up. <laughs> I'm selfish. My there daughter's is, asleep, and I'm selfish. This is my podcast, and I can talk however loud I want. I don't care if she's sleeping. Damn. Because I'm selfish. All right, man. That's why I started whispering, because I remembered <laughs> yeah. she was asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Nice work. Nailed it. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by First Light, by the way, which, Joey, you're wearing a very specialty First Light item that people can't get yet, but maybe we shouldn't say too much, but it looks cool, right? I mean, just... Just look. shove it in their face. Huh? Just look at it. You can't get it yet. But they will be able to. Can't and get it. They'll like it. It is very, very comfortable. I really like it a lot. And uh, it's perfect for these 20 degrees in the morning, turns into 45 degrees during the day. Mm -hmm. You can wear it all day. Mm -hmm. It's nice. And they have a bunch of awesome stuff out right now, too. Which Joey and I loved all year, the Rugged Wolf. You know wolf. what? They are a sponsor of this podcast, aren't I know. they? Holy shit! Carter! Yeah. They're a sponsor of the podcast, First Light. Yeah. Rugged Wool. There's tons of new waterfowl products coming out. Are you kidding me? Ah! You know? Yeah. Cal <laughs> was just mortified as I was doing that. Are you all right? No. Go check out firstlight.com. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Cal, you brought us here together on this gorgeous, balmy Wednesday. Balmy? Yeah. Fucking. Yeah. I actually don't know what that word means. Because the way that you just... Yeah, it was warm today. It's like 53. You guys, balmy does not mean hot. Yeah, I does. was wearing a t-shirt today. Carter walked in with shorts on. Balmy for sure means hot. <laughs> okay, dude. Sounds good. Balmy. Of the weather, pleasantly warm. Thank you. Mild and refreshing. Huh. Like a 50-degree day the in February. of balm... Aromatic, fragrant, balmy leaves. How come they always say when like someone comes in from this like storm outside, like snow, they'll be like, oh, "It's balmy out there." Never heard that. Never heard that. Really? I've heard that many times. You should go and talk to whoever you. <laughs> instead of questioning every word I say, you should go question other people. You know, because I'm right a lot. Balmy. Because I'm right a lot. You I'm didn't selfishly right a lot. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> for sure. Guys, I don't know if you know this about Cal and I, but we have known each other for 25, almost 26 years. Right? We grew up across the street from each other. Mm-hmm. And what that tends to do is it brings out a certain behavior in either one of us of mistrust and oversharing with one another where we go, you know what? I've known you long enough. I can tell you. I can tell you this, you know? And so whenever I say anything, the cow's like, I don't know about that. He goes, wrong, looks it up. Now, when it comes to grammar in English, I'm right a lot of the time. Right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would I would probably agree with that. Sure, sure. And then there's stuff that I'm wildly out of bounds on. For sure. But I admit it. No. No. No, after Absolutely. it's been told. After it's been told. Antarctica? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not, dude. Did you guys see that Iran is claiming Antarctica for themselves and they're going to start to build a military base there? No. No. It's pretty fucked up. I didn't see that. It's not good. They're going to have to go through the Chileans first. <laughs> I have to go through someone. The outer layer people. <laughs> the Russians have the center core, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it's not good. It's the not only, looking good. The only group of people that can survive <laughs> at minus 70. <laughs> so, Cal, like I was saying before, you brought us here together on this balmy Wednesday, right? It's Beautiful. gorgeous outside. We now know the exact definition of balmy. And I'm guessing because you brought us together on this beautiful, balmy Wednesday that you had something important to talk about, right? Mm. Hit it. Hit me with it. All right. Uh, Did you guys see? I guess. (laughs) Technically, I guess it is true. Any of my truers out there? Yeah. Uh, Did you guys see that University of Louisiana Monroe teamed up with Delta Waterfowl, and they have the first university hunting program. No. Yeah, so it's like... What does that entail? Let me let me just read a little bit about it to you guys. Um, this I would is, love that. This is a website, hannapub.com. No idea what Sounds this is. Sounds reputable. It's, there's a bunch... There's tons of websites <laughs> with this on it. If you search it, you'll find it. Uh so this was put together by Delta Waterfall and University of Louisiana Monroe. Three students who participated in the program. Each student went through an online hunter safety course paid for by Delta Waterfall. The students then participated in a shooting skills day, the opportunity to shoot a gun for the first time, and practice safe firearm handling techniques. All firearms and shells provided by Delta Waterfall. And then finally, they participated in a duck hunt on private property in December of 2023. They are accompanied by instructors and experienced hunting guides along with retriever dogs. Uh, this one, one of the people that participated described the experience as one he will remember for the rest of his life. And so it just goes through this whole thing. I just think it's sick, dude. That is, that is so cool that there's a, like literally a program in a university that's in tandem with a waterfall hunting organization that teaches people a little bit about how to hunt ducks and geese and like actually takes them out and shows them how to hunt. Hmm. It's just crazy. Like to, th- I don't know, man. Like if I, th- when I think about growing up, especially in Minnesota, which is more of a liberal state, like the idea that there would be a hunting course that you could take at a university, like it, w- it's very hard to like fathom that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you could get a college credit for taking a course. Oh, they did get a credit. This is, dude. This is for college. Yeah, college courses, bro. So it's are they? Gonna, a- are they going to continue the 
the program? I think so, yeah. I mean, it says the program is important because a majority of students pursuing wildlife, natural resources, and environmental science-related degrees no longer come from a rural background, and more than 70% of them have never been hunting. Damn. <coughs> yeah, so 70% of people working in bio- like biology, wildlife, even like park rangers, like people involved in everyday outdoor ecosystem wildlife work. 70% of those people have never been hunting. That's honestly kind of scary. Isn't that insane? Now, is that a Louisiana stat or is that a federal stat? I don't know. Because if that's a federal stat, that's not good, dude. No. I would imagine, think it's- imagine a DNR officer coming up to you and writing you a ticket because at first light, you shot two hen pintails by accident. You know, like yeah. a big flock of ducks comes in and that person's never hunted, they're going to be like, well, you should be able to identify your birds. Yeah. And, like, there's zero grace because you just plain old broke the law. You know? Like, because he's never hunted, he doesn't understand that that can happen. 100%. Well, and here's here's what the... So, this is one of the people that's kind of, like, working on this project said. The university hunting program is not only designed to recruit new hunters, but also to educate the student participants on the hunter's role in conservation the history behind hunting, the heritage passed down through generations, camaraderie with friends and family, and the overall positive impacts hunting has economically, environmentally, and ecologically. And so, like, I just think it is so true and so cool to see the fact that <clears throat> that there's, like, a literally a university program that is working with a waterfall organization dedicated to proving that, like, the hunter has a part in conservation and in the work that goes into what these people are going to be doing for an everyday living, even if they're not really involved with hunters every day. But the fact that 70% of those people, I'm assuming that's a national stat because you would think that Louisiana would be higher. You know, I mean, it's happening in Louisiana. Like, I mean, maybe, you know, it's, it's still possible, I'm sure. But, you know, yeah, that's 70% of the people. 70% of the people, and that, that does go through, like, DNR officers and conservation officers and parks and wildlife workers and 70%, 7 out of 10 of those people haven't been hunting. Yeah, it's pretty... uh, That's wild. It's kind of scary. It's scary as hell, dude. It makes total sense as to why you have difficulty with some people, you know, from any of these different Well, just think of the legislation. Yeah. You know? Think of the legislation. If you've never hunted, you don't understand the importance and the traditions of hunting and how it actually affects conservation and how it affects multiple generations of a family mm-hmm. not only of a family of a of an area yeah you know that's wild it's pretty crazy i just thought it was really cool it totally made me think that you know if that was something that they could replicate like over and over again at different universities i can't see that having a especially for hunting i cannot see that having a bad impact in any way on both, you know, conservation, but also hunting and hunters. Like, having those people have an experience of going hunting and understanding the role it has in what they do would make them, so, some of these people, so much easier to deal with. And I think it would affect the, you know, the laws around hunting in a, in a super positive way. Well, yeah, the legislation. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's crazy. That's really cool. Yeah, that, that honestly kind of scares me a little bit. But good for... Uh, the state of Louisiana for 
you know, allowing that funding to go towards something like that. And then obviously Delta, I'm sure they funded a lot of it, obviously with the, yeah. Sounds like shit. they paid for most of it. Um, you know what I did last night? What's that? I went thermal hunting for my first time. Oh, with Gavin. Oh yeah. Dude, that was like the coolest shit. Really? Like my way of coyote hunting growing up was so primitive. <laughs> compared to what's going on today. Yeah. Like, leaps and bounds, Cal. He had a lucky duck uh, predator call, and we went behind the house here, like behind the gal's house, and uh, they have way more land than I realized, by the way. Like, way more. Mm-hmm. And Gavin's like, oh, perfect. Set up the thing. Instantly saw a fox and a coyote. I'm like, whoa. He had a monocular that was thermal, and then the gun with the tripod. Mm-hmm. Bro, game changer. Like, oh, yeah. I am, no, dude. Until you've done it, you're going to be like, whoa. It is night and day, literally. Yeah. <laughs> My mind is blown by it. And so then he's like, yeah, yeah. You know, like the, the coyote didn't want to come and whatever. We had a perfect win for it and everything. And he's like, yeah, you just, that's a smart coyote. And I'm like, cool. You would have never seen that coyote with a spot lamp. You would have never seen that coyote yeah. any other way other than with a thermal. Yeah. And it just makes you realize how, even with all of those advantages that we had, an electric e-collar right. for a coyote. Yeah. And a with, thermal. With 248 different sounds, I think he said. Dude, you would have never known that coyote was there. And so then I'm like, dude, we got to go check out a different spot. He's like, well, you think your wife is cool? Though? I was like, yeah. So I asked her, she's like, go. We went to a completely like suburban area that he has permission on, and we saw two rabbits at like 400 yards. I thought they were coyotes, and then you saw him jump, and I was like, oh. like I just thought they were really far away. And then he's like doing the call, and he's doing whatever, and then we see one to our right, and it gets downwind of us, and it's gone. And I'm like, damn, you know. But watching him through the thermal was like, oh my god, yeah, this is so sick. And then. He goes and picks up the lucky duck, and then we just hear, they were so close, dude. And I'm like, oh, shit. So then he, like, walks back out there, puts it back, and we never saw him. But it was just like, holy shit. That's going to make me spend a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you thought it was sick, huh? It was, it was beyond cool. Yeah. Beyond cool. And then not only coyotes for, like, coons for fox. Like, we saw a fox behind my house. It's like, we should have just took it when we had the chance, you know, just put it an inch above his back or whatever. And it's like, yeah, we should have, you know. But, like, I want to see them come to the call, too. Mm -hmm. I can make that shot, but it's like, let's have them come to the call. It was it was so cool. Yeah. It was very, very cool. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've just seen videos, and, like, I know Gavin's super into it. I would love to just go with him sometime and just see him do it and just see what it's all about. It's just crazy. Like, the cool part to me is, wow, excuse me. Yeah. That little shot I did is coming up. Tastes like shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Grass. Grass. Rye grass. So, um, he's like, in Crocs. Like, he's in Crocs. I'm like, you're not going to, like, dress any warmer? He's like, dude, I luxury hunt for coyotes. We go to each spot and we spend 15 minutes there. If nothing comes out, we move on. I'm like, dude, yes. Sign me up. Like, you just, like, set up next to a tree. You set up your tripod. 
walk 30 to 100 feet, set up your Lucky Duck controller, and then you scan the area to see if there's coyotes or fox or whatever, and then you judge based on your experience what call to use and when and the volume. I can get into that, dude. I can get into that. It was fucking cool. Yeah. I'm, like, freaking out about it. One thing I really want to I want to do more this off season. I do want I want to bow fish more. <laughs> we need to figure out we need to figure out a better boat setup though. I had the setup. I yeah. had it, dude. It's gone. It's gone. I know, dude. It's gone. Surface drive get through freaking anything. Right. Come on. We need to figure out another system. We need to figure out another system. Uh Robertson has an unbelievable rig. Fan boat, I'm sure. It's sick. It's so sick. You can Does control it from the front. Uh, yeah, I know. I think he guided a little bit. Otherwise, I was like, I mean, he's got a fucking fan boat for fun. No, no, he has it split with another guy, and then, um, whatever. But like the light system, the disposal system that he has going on, like it's turnkey. It's That's sick. crazy. It is sick, dude. Those big fan boats and stuff, though, oh. like with the light systems and it. They're so sick. It's unbelievable. I mean, the fact that you can control it from the front, <laughs> life-changing. Who'd we go with that had a crazy bow? Was it Lausch? Lausch. Yeah. Lausch did. Yeah, he's got a sick setup. Same deal. Matt has the same <laughs> deal. I mean, that whole setup is just insane. <laughs> and the fact, like, it's like the coyote thing, right? It's like, you know where to go. You know where they're going to come from. Cool. These guys are jumping from lake to lake like it's nothing, loading that boat like it's nothing, in and out. It's like, dude. <laughs> it's like, I'm sure that's how some people feel about, like, duck and goose hunting, you know? It's oh, like yeah. You're setting up 20 dozen decoys, and then you're out of there at 9 a.m. It's like, wow, this is turnkey. Whereas for us, it's just, like, what you do. And I'm sure for them, it's just what you do. Yeah. Gavin's like, dude, like, we didn't shoot anything. I was like, but, dude, we saw six coyotes. Yeah. In two spots. You were like, dude, that was fun. It's better than not seeing or hearing anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, okay, we just weren't here on the right day. They weren't hungry enough. They weren't horny enough. Whatever. Yeah. Dude, it was, Carter's just like. Well, and see, yep. it is it is funny because, yep. like, when I think about bow fishing, right? Like, dude, the six setup and all that, it's amazing. But Too much also, money. I'm not gonna. Too much money. So, I just need, like, a platform with some, like, Jimmy rigged halolites lights and... You know, one guy running the motor and another guy shooting him. And I don't really, I don't need to go, like, hopping around. I just want to, if we just went out and ran a lake, just shoot a few. If if you hit it at the right time, you just need one lake. I know that. Yeah, I, we've we've hit it at the right time. And it's stupid. It's cool. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, even if you go out and it's not the right time and you go out and you just shoot, like, five, it's so fun. Mm-hmm. It's just cool. There's one lake, like, where I grew up. I don't know if you know We what, need to do it. Don't say it. Don't we say need it. To, we I need to do it with Lauren. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was just going to tell you. Three days in a row, day or night. I think it was 100 fish each day. <laughs> and then in the tournament, in one spot, we had 242. Oh, my gosh. In a spot? In one spot. You just put an anchor down? It, it was uh, a little creek mm. that they were running through. Ah, yes, yes, yes. That's not where we normally shoot them, but uh, sure, they, they were in spot, there. though. It was very yeah. fun. But yeah, that lake is just dumb. <laughs> yeah, out yeah. there, uh, when when the snow melts, and the ditches are just full of water, like almost to the road, and you just see like fifteen dudes lined up with bows, 
Oh my god! That, yeah. I cannot imagine how much fun that is. That's yeah. in town. There's a stream that goes through, and you would just see three or four people standing on the road in town, just shooting into them, just constantly. It's so sick. It's so sick. So stupid. So much fun. Yeah, it is so cool. Tell the story of how uh, Dorweiler, uh, what happened when he shot that fish one time. Carp can have a bacteria on them if it's in like a really stagnant, disgusting lake, and. Lauren or someone in his family shot a carp and they were just hammering them and they got some of the goop in their eye. Come a week later, he was having eye problems. Like he couldn't see very well. And it turned out that he had cataracts from a bacteria from the fish. Oh no. And so now apparently they wear, Oh no. And now they wear, gloves every time they go out mm-hmm. and they sunglasses have no something. they have like the the shooting glasses that go all the way around yep, your eyes yep. like it's a big deal and so ever since i've heard that whereas before you're shooting fish and if you accidentally touch your mouth like whatever you know you just put your hand in the water and then you go about your business and i'm you know you get a bug in your eye you go like this and uh-huh. i killed 30 40 carp that night now i'm like after hearing that story i'm like shit yeah, I want my eyesight the rest of yeah, my yeah, life. No you know, doubt, man. I'm shooting a stupid rough fish. You wear shooting glasses now? Uh, no, I'm just very <laughs> careful. So, like when when you pull up that fish out, out of the water, yeah, look away, and it's going like this. I look away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's crazy. Like <clears throat> Casey, yeah. Um, when we went and hunting with them, he was wearing yellow shooting glasses like yeah. half the time, and uh, I can't remember what I asked Logan or I, what what he was wearing or whatever. And he's like, dude, put them on. Like, you'll see why. And it just with how white it was. It putting was super them on, overcast that day. It was unbelievable. They made such a big difference. And, yeah, then Casey was just like, yeah, I just wear them, you know, because I want to and whatever. And, like, I would, I don't know. It's crazy how much tinted glasses, depending on the lighting you're in, you know. That's why all the professional uh, trap shooters right. wear rose-tinted yep, or yellow or rose or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Is it rose? Preference. It's rose-tinted, yeah. Some is guys wear yellow, though. Some do, yeah. Yeah. I think it's just a choice. Yeah, yeah. Those are mings, but though. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't yeah. need those to beat you. <laughs> okay. We're, we're doing it, you know. We are absolutely doing it. We're going to go to uh, Wild Marsh where they have a good five stand or uh, – um, horse and hunt. We're just going to go, and we're going to test this, and we're going to yeah. film it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're going to look like a damn fool. Nope, you are. Unreal. I can't, I can't wait. I put actually. money on it. I literally cannot wait. Now, oh, you're going, participating, we're too. We're going to Wild Marsh. You're participating, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it's a threefer. Oh, yeah. We'll beat Cal easily. <laughs> just Okay. <laughs> Run your mouth, bitch. Guess we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Anyway. Um, a lot of Cal I also fits. wanted, Cal, I wanted to say... Uh, you know, your hearing is really, really uh, important. Yeah. You know, and I look at you here today. Yep. And you look at me. I'm, yeah. And I'm I look at that. you and you're looking at me because I'm looking at you. And then because of that, you're looking at me. Yeah. I have bad hearing. Bad. And now it's really nice sometimes when my wife talks that I can't hear. Sure. But other times it kind of scares me. Okay. And dementia is a big deal when it comes to the hearing loss. True. Deal. True. And so. True. True. So okay. what you should do is you should go out and buy sound gear. Hearing protection is so important, guys. And it wasn't until this year. I've said it like the last six episodes. 
but when my wife took away one of my my wife, when my daughter took away one of my sound gears and Cal was calling in my ear, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Yeah. Hey, did you know this podcast is sponsored by Soundgear? I didn't. Oh, my God. Really? Dude, it is, Do we have is, a discount man. code? Uh, yeah, we do. Carter's going to put it on the screen. And Holy then um, it's Flyways, by the way, for the Instant Fits. Holy shit. And then yeah. there's a phone number for the Custom Fits. Correct. Holy shit. Did you know that? No. Crazy. No. Unbelievable. Uh, by the way, soundgear.com. Great place to check that out. Great place to check that out. Unbelievable. Um, True. 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 Uh, did you guys see that uh, there was that whole legal battle for duck hunting in Victoria in Australia? Mm-hmm. You know, they were A trying to ago. ban it. A while ago, It yeah. was still in legislation. Oh, it was really? going through. Yeah. It got vetoed. They're going to keep it. So the Aussies won this week, the Aussie duck hunters. They've won their, uh, this is three weeks ago, so my bad. Uh, but they won. So they're going to be able to keep duck did hunting. You, did you see the articles or the videos of that? Uh, no. Women were walking out into the marsh I saw with this. waders yeah, and blaze orange uh-huh. with air horns, yeah. scaring, away the, scaring away the duck. I also read that people were swimming out after you would shoot a duck and they would take the duck. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And they all got swimming for hunter harassment. Swimming That's out the there. best part. And then even though that happened, though, it still went to court and they had to fight to try to even keep hunting at all, which that's, is funny. That's lit. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I, mean, I cannot even imagine, bro, like children of the marsh. <laughs> Just you're out there hunting and suddenly there's a lady hey. in blaze orange. <laughs> 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 that's unbelievable. Children of the corn marsh edition. Children of the marsh. <laughs> That's the type of shit. Yeah, that would make me drink. You know, <laughs> children of the marsh, bro. Now, does it take a lot for me to drink outlaw? No, right. But that would make me drink for sure heavily. Yeah, imagine that, bro. Every time you go out duck hunting, it was banned for twenty years. And they're like, you know what? The population is built up enough. We're gonna allow duck hunting again. And you're like, absolutely. I remember doing this as a kid. And then some absolute <laughs> Karen. Walks out there, and he's like, "No, those are not your ducks. These are my ducks." <laughs> I would fucking <laughs> lose my mind for sure. Imagine that. Oh, dude, dude I'm trying. I'm trying <sighs> to. I'm trying to imagine it. I'm with my mind's eye, even my and mind's eye. I would open up a can, bro. A yeah. can of that whoop ass. Uh, <laughs> Be like, "Listen here, bitch." Yuck. <laughs> I just yeah. unplugged my microphone yeah, you or did. my headphones. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I cannot I cannot picture myself like in one of our little marsh spots in some and the thing is you just wouldn't know they were there, dude. You wouldn't know. Mm-mm. And then out of nowhere you've celebrated the first duck of the day <coughs> and some some woman comes out from the fucking cattails, bro. Hey, just wait. It's I don't think so. Scarier, dude. If <laughs> scarier, if they say nothing and like you shoot a duck and it's in the water floating, and suddenly someone's coming from the cattails and they just say nothing and go mine, pick up your <laughs> duck and then peace out again. And you're like, what? Oh my god, what, dude? I think, I think because of that, I'm gonna have to do an Australian accent the rest of the time. All right, man. Sorry about it. It's all right. I'm saying sorry about it. Now, my wife really loves when I do the Australian accent. Oh, yeah? Don't you? 
Oh, yeah, she does. Absolutely. Especially. I've heard even, she's even said that to me one time. Especially in the bedroom. Yep, she said, hey, when Joey does this accent, it really gets me going. That's how our second kid was conceived. Gor- growing, Gorin. <laughs> they have it she's, on there somewhere. She's absolutely thinking about coming over here and talking about it on the podcast. But you got shit to do, don't you, bub? She left. Absolutely. <laughs> Good. Good. She's already gone. Uh, yeah, you can keep the Australian accent going, though, if you want to. Um, did you have something else? You had a topic. Yeah, I, uh, you know. I <laughs> oh, you can do it, dude. You know, here's the deal. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got my, uh, my son coming. Oh, yeah? In about a day. Crazy, mate. Well, you know, it's not, it's not scheduled or anything, but. Oh, you know what say? Kind of come when they want type of situation, huh? Here's a deal. Um, I want to stain my dick, you know? Yeah. We got this nice wood here. I want to stain it. Oh, it's a big dick, too. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> no, I, uh, you know, I'm well, really excited. Far. I'm really excited for uh, spring snows, but I just cannot believe that they're already out of Arkansas. Yeah. Like, the juvies are already out of Dude, Arkansas. It's, it's, it's not even 45 March. degrees here today. It's not even March. Mm. And so trying to plan with uh, Whiteman to go out to his outfitter mm-hmm. to possibly film a video, it's just like, damn, dude, by the time we actually get a date down, it might be too late. Dude, the weather the weather looks beyond bizarre. Mm-hmm. Like the next few days, we're, like next Monday, 52. But then next Wednesday, low of nine. That's so classic so spring, though. Just have no idea, but yeah, the weather is. I don't even know what to think anymore. Speaking of <clears throat> snow geese, did you see that? Uh, was it North Dakota or South Dakota? South. There was a thousand to fifteen hundred. They didn't know exactly uh, snow geese that they thought had avian flu that got froze into the lake. That's unbelievable. Yeah, Sean Weaver posted that. I know I say that a lot, but it is. <laughs> you do say True. that a lot. True. One guy also wrote a review and said, "We know Cal." Because you say, you know, too much. Like yeah. I've been saying to you, you're That was, life. I think that was Brian. <laughs> Ellen Thorpe. Yeah, Ella Thorpe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's I know. amazing that someone else is picking up on that other yeah. than me. No, I'm not the only asshole. Correct. You know? If you're going to leave criticisms, it's good to leave them as reviews. Five stars, especially. For sure. <laughs> if you got any other isms, just label it for Carter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No doubt. No doubt. No, the fact that uh, that many birds, I don't know if he said it for sure if it was avian flu or the fact that it was just a flash freeze. I don't. I mean. I don't know, but that was a lot of birds to get frozen into the ice. It's a lot. lot. It's happened before, but that many birds having avian flu on. In one spot, just all happening at the same time. I mean, that's that's when it would happen. But I, it was just too many all in one place for it to all be from the disease versus Would they, weather just trashing them. They don't all progress at the same rate, though. Correct. So that's, like in avian that's flu. The, that's where my mind right. goes to. I just couldn't put it into words, so thank you. Yeah. Yes. Did you see that it went viral on Twitter and people were saying it was from China, a disease made in China? Nice. Yeah. COVID. Yeah. They probably, thought it was like, is. it went viral for that. It was saying it was China and they were... Testing diseases on the birds and shit. Unbelievable. Yeah. How uh, are you going to catch that many birds, bruh? That's why you don't trust what you see on social media. So, did you... <laughs> True. True. 
Joey. True. All right, thank you. Uh, so the the caption, holy shit, it got twenty two thousand likes. Uh, edit: These birds are from a die off two months ago. The video was recorded two days ago and was the worst die off I had seen. These being juveniles in the video and being froze into the ice in South Dakota signifies this is not fresh. Sent to me by my friend Nate. Holy shit, I don't know what to even say. Avian influenza, cold snap, both. That's the. That's so the, they don't know why they're frozen in the ice? I'm sure if they really wanted to get to the bottom of it and use our tax dollars to figure out what the purpose of it was, I'm sure if they went to this pile of birds and then went 100 yards that way and they tested one from each patch, that'd be a lot less money. But because it's government-funded, they have to be wise in how they use the funding. How many? And so if you did it that way, one, two, three, and all three of them had bird flu, let me see the video. It's how close pretty, together are they? Two, three feet spread apart each. It looks like. Oh, oh, oh! F- uh, just hit the search bar. Okay. Yep. Teaching Cal how to use Instagram today. Yeah. Thank you. It's a lot. It's a lot, a lot. <coughs> but there was that. Um, I think it was 2020 when a truck was driving on a road in South Dakota. In the fall, and we had a big winter storm, and there was, like, hundreds of bluebills standing on a gravel road. Really? And it was in a cold snap. And people were like, what's going on? Do they have bird flu? Blah, blah, blah. And I think it's just because of the weather. They're like, what do we do? Hmm. You know, you never see divers on land. Yeah. And so I think in that instance, this is just my opinion, but I think that instance, I think, has more so to do with weather, where... I mean, how many times in the human history has the the weather just been like, no, and you just get destroyed so many times? Armistice Day. Yeah. You know? So many people died in, in that storm. For sure. Mm-hmm. It's just different because, like, not a lot of birds died in that storm necessarily. That we know of. Right. What's talked about is all the hunters that died yeah, versus all the birds that died. I just, it's just bizarre to me that they froze, like they wouldn't have just live frozen to the ice, I don't think. No. Like something happened to those birds to where they like didn't get off the water. Well, it's like a fight or flight. And I'm sure the ones that lived got out of there. And the other ones were like, we need to stay here. Yeah, it was probably a roost of like 30K. Oh, I'm sure. At least. You know, dude, I'm probably, sure. Probably, like, yeah, probably more than that. <laughs> yeah. the, the weird part is in the video, they're like very like they're Even in like a line. Things. Yeah. His his first caption was different than that. He goes, these were not killed. Like this wasn't like a negligent poaching incident sure, where sure. they left the birds. Sure. So like he had a different caption before and then he, he obviously edited it. Yeah. When they found out like, is it this or this? It's obviously not that yeah because it looks like that where someone yeah, just jumped just, a roost for sure and then they left the birds correct you know that would make a lot of sense but i'm sure someone looked at them and they're like there's zero blood right, you know, it's, right it's not from that and then also there's birds a thousand yards this way and so like what you gathered up 20 people and you spread out along a a ditch but south dakota also doesn't have the topography to allow such a jump shot you know if it was, like, an illegal poaching, how do, like, the DNR officers or whoever is looking into it find out who did it? If they didn't record themselves, how do they find it? 
you would have to talk to people in that area, see if you could track witnesses, see if there was a way you could figure out what trucks were parked, if anyone saw anything happen. This just happened in Idaho. Well, it happened in Minnesota. You would track social really? media probably too. So like you'd want to know if anyone posted about out being out hunting, then if they have a truck that matches the description and then you know, it's just like regular detective work, I'm sure. The lake my buddy lives on, there were eight swans killed at the beginning of January. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Wow. And they haven't found who did it and they interrogated him and were trying to trick him into saying he knew where they were shot on the body and stuff like that. But they have no idea who did it. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Just, I don't know how you'd find that out because, like, rural Minnesota, maybe three people drove down that road that day. I mean, what are the chances you saw them jump shoot them for five minutes? Yeah. Yeah. I, And that's the thing. Like, to be honest, man, they may not find any of these people. Mm-hmm. Like, the, it's possible that, you know, it, but I'm sure... There are situations where somebody's got a ring doorbell camera and they see a truck drive by and then they see a truck drive by with birds in it or, you know, I'm, I'm sure you have a situation where you have to do your due diligence. But mm-hmm. again, yeah, like you said, there's really no way of proving any of it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, did you have anything else on that, Joey? Yeah. Nick Johnson um, posted something on his Snapchat the other day that the Idaho uh, fishing game posted. Wow, that was obnoxious. I'm sorry. Yeah. Idaho fishing game investigating after 49 ducks illegally killed. And this was posted on February 14th. And it shows a picture of 49 mallards pictured here were illegally killed and left to waste near Lake Powell in Canyon County in late January, according according to Idaho. And then it says, uh, legal shooting and dumping of 49 ducks. They were all mallards, and um, it was discovered on February 1st. So they could tell by the ducks that it was done prior to that, like they were starting to waste away and whatever. And um, 49 ducks uh, mounted to seven legal limits, and uh, investigators believe it was done between the 27th and the 31st of January. And then it's apparent that whoever shot these birds made no effort to harvest the edible portion of meat as required by law, the conservation officer said. Um, Seeing this number of ducks go to waste is a travesty. It amounts to seven legal limits of ducks that countless waterfowlers would have been thrilled to harvest and to eat. And, like... It's interesting to hear that's what they're upset about, you know, like the fact that it has nothing to do with the resource, right? It has nothing to do with like you're hurting the number of ducks. They're more concerned about like so many duck hunters could have eaten that meat, like people could have eaten that meat. And it made me think a lot about like how many times you've been hunting with buddies where you go out and shoot birds and they're like, I don't want them, you know, and it's like. I'm I was actually really excited to see that article say that like like first of all you're supposed to breast out the birds that you shoot it's not mm-hmm. just for sport mm-hmm. like I love the sporting aspect of it but I also love convening with my wife and being like how should we make this batch of ducks how should we make this batch of geese let's turn in ramen let's make uh pulled pork sandwiches you know like let's make pulled mm-hmm. meat sandwiches and so I that actually, like, really made me excited, but it also kind of, like, bummed me out and made me think of so many people that 
I've hunted with throughout my lifetime where it's like, uh, it tastes like shit. You know, I don't want it. You can take it. You know, and it's just mm-hmm. like, man, you should really like eat this. You know, like you're going out there, you're putting all this time and effort into it and you're not caring about eating it. Kind of sucks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. One of my favorite things, one of my favorite things about going out to like duck camps or being with a bunch of people. I was just going to go into that. Is being able to cook a fucking pile of ducks. It's fun, dude. It's I so actually, fun, dude. I love cleaning them when they're not like frozen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and For like sure. your fingers aren't falling off as yeah. you're cleaning 20, 30 yeah. ducks. But like it is really fun to do that whole process. Like I really enjoy it because so many people haven't eaten good duck and goose. Mm-hmm. So to watch their face be like, damn. Yeah. This was really good. Like that night uh, we were hunting recently. In Idaho. And, and everyone oh, was yeah, like. We cooked, that. we cooked in Idaho. And yeah. everyone was like, damn, Cal, this is really good. Like everyone yeah. was freaking out. <laughs> yeah. And they do it every year at duck camp for opener too, man. Yeah. And it's like me and me and you have the duck camp dinner thing down for opener where just like Joey on a grill with some fucking barbecue sauce and some, I mean, give me any sort un- of seasoning and some sort of sauce. I will make it taste good. Yeah. And like it just that. And then you just pair that up with some good stuff. And it's, yeah, it's amazing, man. It's so, it's so fun. It's so good. It's rewarding. It's cool. It's rewarding. And no, I just, I really like that about that article where it's like this many people would have been thrilled to have eaten this duck. And it's like, dude, I would have been thrilled. Mm-hmm. to eat 49 mallards. Mallards. You know, imagine going out and just shooting a bunch of birds and being like, fuck it. Yeah. Dude, I would not do that. Like, right. just plain and simple. Like, the amount of times I've gone snow goose hunting, they're like, oh, we're going to feed it to our dogs. It's like, dude, snow goose is so good. It's not the sky carp. Yeah. It's not the carp of the sky, bro. That well, shit is so good. Man, the other thing is, too, is like, once you learn to cook with duck, like, I'm... Every time that me and you go on a trip somewhere, I'm always excited that at least Joey and I are always on the same page that, like, we're going to eat some duck. You know what I mean? Like, if we are going out there and we're shooting birds. Less money to spend on food, Exactly, bro. bro. Way less money to spend on food. And, dude, once you're comfortable cooking duck, it it is so good. Like, duck is very good, especially if you know how to pair it and how to cook it. It's awesome. And, no, dude, like, I've, I've very, very rarely ever like cooked a good meal with duck included in it at a camp or something and had people not be like, wow, this is really good. And I think a lot of people just literally take duck and they put it on a grill. Right. And like, bro, think about the way you treat other meat. Think about the way you treat steak, chicken, and like the way that you cook that meat. Imagine you spending 49 bucks on one steak, which is not out of line, especially with today's inflation. Yeah. You know? You are prepping that thing. Yes. You are going to salt that meat. Yes. And you are going to let it sit at room temperature for 30 minutes to an hour before you cook that deal. And you are going to make sure that pan is nice and clean. Yeah. Or you're going to put it on a cast iron that's nice and seasoned. Mm -hmm. You're going to get that butter, that perfect temperature to where you're not overcooking the butter. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to go. You care, bro. You look at that steak and you're like, dude, I'm going to do this right. It should be the same. Freaking thing for yes, duck and goose. For sure. You know, I'm going to brine this thing with salt and sugar yep. for at least four hours. Yep. And if you're leaving the breast whole, it's going to be longer than that. But if you're cutting it into chunks and you're going to mm-hmm. do like finger food, it's two to four hours. Mm-hmm. Minimum. Yep. If you do it before that, of course it's going to taste gamey and shitty, but you have yep. to accept that before. You- Did you rinse it good? Right. Did you put it in milk for a little while, then brine it? 
did you, did you do it right? You know what I mean? Like, and that's what you would do with. Did any you other take meat. out the blood clots? Right. Like the the hematobins yep. or what is it called? Hematoma. Whatever hematoma. it is. The did you take con- out the yeah. hematoma? Coagulation of blood. Yeah. Correct. Did you take those out? Did you take your knife on a cutting board and go like this and get that thing off? Because you know it's not going to taste good. Right, dude. Did you cut off the silver skin you didn't need? Correct. You know? It's little stuff like that, but, dude, if you do that stuff right, like you would for any other meal you're going to make, it's going to be good. Right. You can mix it with sauces. (coughs) You can do it, like you said, pulled pork. There's tons of ways to make it. Hot take. I think think it's more about the sport and the pictures nowadays than it is about what it used to be. I, I, right, well, I was just, yeah, you're right. But it's just like, it kind of pisses me off, and it's kind of making me realize who I want to hunt with more so because of that, where it's like, like I'm planning a boys' trip this fall, and it's like, okay, who's not going to whine about this or that, and who's going to be excited about eating what we killed? That That is the criteria of what I'm making this trip off of, you know? Like... <coughs> Yeah, because it, it affects the whole vibe of the entire situation, man. Mm-hmm. It really does. Like, yes, okay, these people are going to go out and scout for tomorrow. These people are going to stay back and cook dinner for everybody. And these people are going to clean the birds, which is dinner. And these mm-hmm. people are going to take care of this this item, this issue, whatever. You know, it's just like It's a group seamless. effort. Hand and glove. Right. You know? And so that's that's what I'm basing that boys trip off of. That's what I always base it off of. And I've made the mistake of just being like, oh, he seems like a fun dude. Let's go and hunt together. And it's like, oh, I'm doing everything. This fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Just like you live and you learn. But that's that's really messed up that someone at the end of season was just like, let's shoot as many ducks as we can and just leave them. Yeah, that's insane. Pisses me off. Yeah. You know, it's if insane. you're, you're going to do it, do it for the right reasons. But don't do it. You know what I mean? For sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. So, but anyway, um, let's talk about our next sponsor, Cal. This sponsor is Migra Ammunitions. Yes. And shot the uh, the Timber Plus loads. Those things are sick. We've been shooting the 2-4 stack for the 20-gauge for years. Guys, they're all hammers. It's the original stack load. I am in love with it, and I really don't want to shoot other shit. A lot of fake stack loads coming out. There's, there's a lot, like, trying to replicate it, and mm-hmm. they're not doing a good job. So get the original. Go buy it. Hell, yeah. It's good shit. Trust Dude, me. Uh, you can buy, like, Cabela's now. I just saw that today. Yeah, Gavin said Timber it to Plus. me the other day. Yeah. It's insane. I saw Timber Plus at Cabela's. Yeah. 40 bucks a box for that Timber Plus. Yeah. <laughs> the regular stack load is, like, 25 bucks or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, like. You remember before COVID how much ammo costed? It was way less. Oh yeah. Oh dude, it was way less. You could get a a, f- a you could get a box of like blue box. Blue box would be like what thirteen bucks. It was. I was gonna say eleven ninety nine. It was under fourteen. Yeah, I think it was cheaper than that. I don't know. It was always uh, like the the least when expensive I, f- I ever saw it was eight ninety nine. Yeah, when I first started that was hunting decades ago. Yeah. In yeah, so it would have been like what did that twenty eight twenty twelve maybe Joey. That Federal Blue Box was like, I think nine ninety nine or ten ninety nine box. That's yeah. insane. What's and, that, now? and now it's at like I don't eighteen, eighteen fifty or nineteen bucks. I think. I think it's at like eighteen, nineteen bucks. It's insane. It's insane. 
So it's crazy. I remember seeing Heavy X back in the day being like thirty two bucks, and I'm like, damn, yeah. I'm never well, gonna spend that on a box of ammo. And now that's like the normal price, dude. Most most people, uh, I think a big issue was just like, and again, I I am not an expert, so head ass if I sound like a if I head ass stupid, if I sound like head ass. <laughs> uh, I think there was a lot of issues with costs getting uh, steel. There were many issues. Because of COVID. Dude. It was primers. Importing anything. Primers was, was a big deal. Yeah. And then the cost of steel went up. Everything went up. Yeah. But then uh, steels and hulls were the big... I'm sorry, steels. Uh, primers and hulls were the big ones. So... Because like, people had problems. No one could find primers. Yeah. But... It's unbelievable. That's how it goes. Um... Did you know that, uh, did you hear about anything about this, like, uh, Supreme Court ruling on, uh, Clean Water Act and how that affects birds or anything? So, again, not an expert. This is from November of 2023. Um, but essentially there was a Supreme Court ruling that kind of backtracked the federal protections on some of the waterways, especially in Arkansas is where this is really talking about specifically. They backtracked? So, yeah, essentially, if protections are removed from those waters and they become degraded or developed or whatever, it has significant impact on uh, continent-wide resource. The big play here in Arkansas, then, is it has an impact on duck and goose hunting. So, essentially, it used to be that a lot of this, like, water was federally protected, so they couldn't, you couldn't, like, develop it, you know, or, like, build on it because it was part of the Clean Waterway Act, and I probably sound stupid about this a little bit, but um, the protections on those la- on that land has, in, on that water, has been removed. Oh. So now the landowner is able to do what they want to do, you know, on their land, even if it affects the water. Right. So like they had, I think, protections in place that would keep these areas so that they'd be cleaner and you couldn't like build a development on some of these water areas. It's kind of like what happened out in western Minnesota where uh, at least it sounds like it where um, if you had a waterway running through your ag field, you had to plant 50 feet of uh, buffer of buffer mm-hmm. in between the the waterway so that your chemicals and let's just say manure and fertilizer couldn't get into the waterway and get into the major river systems. You see those mm-hmm. signs everywhere out there. Yeah. Arkansas and other states are dealing with the fallout for some, from a Supreme Court decision in May, which effectively removed federal protections for more than half of wetlands across the country. Really? <clears throat> yeah. Dealt with which waters are protected under the Federal Clean Water Act. I'm so, um, I'm pulled both ways because I'm so libertarian in the fact of if I own it, don't tell me what I can and can't do Mm -hmm. on it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I am a conservationist, I am a hunter, and obviously what you do with your property affects other people's properties, right? Especially if you have a waterway on it. And so I have this weird push and pull where it's like, well, yeah, that guy shouldn't do that with his property because it affects this and that. But if I own property and someone's telling me how I should be a steward of my property because I want to do what's best for me and what I want to do with it. But if someone's like, hey, you own that, but you can't do what you want to do. 
that would piss me off. So here's, I think, so where, it's a weird push and pull. Yeah. And, like, taking that in consideration, it makes me think of the show Yellowstone. Have you guys seen Yellowstone? Uh, bits and pieces. Okay, so did you see the episode where they have the whole issue with the the development that wants to move in? Yes. On their land area? I, I yeah. They divert the river. Remember, they go blow dynamite up, and they move the river around this guy's property? Yep. That's where you start to fall into some pretty serious issues, right? And that's that's what I think the concern is for some of this stuff. Like, yeah, do whatever you want. But your neighbor's land is also worth a million dollars because it's on the river. If you divert the river around his property, now you're degrading his property. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's your land, and, like, you didn't, like, dam the river. You know, you moved it. But you moved the river, this guy's property value just went way down. You know, or a lot of this, too, is, like, dealing with, like, a lot of water runoff issues and stuff. And so... The reason that the Clean Water Act was even put into place was because there was severe water pollution caused by uncontrolled development and unregulated use, right? So, however, the recent ruling veers away from the approach favoring property rights over environmental safeguards. So, essentially, they're trying to rule, you know, in some ways with the landowner, you know, because they want to do what they want to do on their land. But that then, based on that not being regulated, now that waterway is fucked. And again... You know, it comes to, dude, if, if I spend all this money on this land and I want to do what I want to do with my land, um, don't tell me what to do. It's a free country. I bought this. I own it. Don't tell me what to do, you know. But at the same time, if it's affecting thousands of people and thousands of different species of wildlife, it's like, yeah. are you being a true steward of your land? No. But at the same time, who cares? It's your land. You know what I mean? And so I have this weird push and pull. Like, obviously, I have my motives where it's like, I care about this. And so I'm going to care about that. You know, whereas that person's like, I care about money. I don't care. I'm going to move that river around my property because I don't want water because now I can plant more agriculture. You know? And so I have this weird, is it right or is it not? It depends on the country or the county or whatever, you know, and I totally get both sides of the story. But mm -hmm. if you're poisoning people, like, you're a bad guy, you know, but at the same time. They would argue, a lot of people would argue that, like, you know, that's not poisoning. They're not poisoning you on purpose. They're, like, trying to grow field. Right. So, like, but this, I, is, the, I this do, is the problem. I do understand both sides. The problem is you can't leave it up to human intelligence to decide for you. And that's why there's like laws. You well, know? there's a lack of human intelligence Correct. in the that's first why place. I can't rely yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah. Unreliable. Well, my cows can shit everywhere they want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put their shit in the river. <laughs> Get off my property and put it down in Arkansas. Yeah. And I was like, well, you can't do that because it's a public waterway. Well, the public waterway runs through my property. Now they can. Dude, that's, that would be so hard to legislate, you know? Yeah. And, like, I guess it just depends. That's why on they have the Clean Water Act. And that, that just depends on who has the more money. Yeah. You know, is it the For landowner sure. or is it the, the federal government? Oh, the landowner's paying the federal government, so. Kind right. of problem there. That's a tough one. <laughs> no that's doubt. Tough. Obviously, I want to do what's best for the environment and people, but at the same time, if someone tells me I can't put a pond on my land, because it disrupts groundwater, 
It's like, dude. Yeah, it's tough because there's dude, such a line, right? Get it, like, out depends, of but it's hard because where do you draw the line then? And that's I think that's where the difficulty lies. I, but. Imagine, dude. Imagine you build a hundred, you buy a hundred acres, and you want to put a pond in the middle of a field so you can kill more birds. And you right. think to yourself, okay, how is this going to affect anything? It doesn't, you know. And then someone comes and tells you, you can't put that pond there because of a hundred year high water mark, and there's no water in sight. And you're like, fuck you. This is my land. You don't own it. You can't tell me what to do. I'm sure that's how those people feel. Yeah, I'm sure. You know? 100%. Because I'd be pissed. And I'd be like, dude, boo. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. We appreciate you. True. Little little outro music here. Little El Camayon, true. Good Dev Carter back. Es verdad en español. Es verdad. True. Little Australian accent before you go. Little tree, Mike. It's, a, it's just a wee bit true. Hey, it's been a fun podcast, mate. It's been a good one. Oh, yeah. Started off a little rocky with the selfish comments, but, you know, we salvaged it. We tied it all back in. Cal does own a salvage yard. You know, he dumps his wastewater into it, but That's you know right. what? The Environmental land. Clean Water Act do just got want. lifted. It gives a shit. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Um, one more thing. 